everybody, it's me, Abby, your local horror host, and I'm coming to you from the middle of an epic, epic thunderstorm here in Johannesburg. So get ready to meet my monsters! <laughs> Okay, guys. Hi there. Hi there. Ho there. Hi. How are you? It's me again. Hello. Second time this week. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. But anyways, guys. So, okay. I'm being really weird right now. But just so you know, there is a huge thunderstorm carrying on outside my window. So, I'm so freaking stoked about this. Hi there, guys. It's me from post-production here again. So... I just wanted to say something really quickly, like it's a little side bitch, but so I say the word stoked a lot, and recently I rewatched the the new old Jumanji, you know, the the first one with the rock that happened, and they give the pilot such grief for saying stoked, and I'm like, what? I say stoked, like what's wrong? With, what's wrong with stoked? It's not old timey, it's not weird. Uh, I I just was baffled by that. I was like, nah, bruh, stoked is here to stay. Because it like ties in completely to what we're doing today. I don't know if you can hear how excited I am. <laughs> but anyways, today we are going to be doing one of my local is lacquer little things. Um, and the cryptid that I've chosen for this week's local installment. Oh, there was a big lightning there. I mean a big thunder. Anyways, the creature I've chosen for this week is the South African mermaid. And well, the, the Southern African mermaid. Let's call it that. And the reason that I'm so stoked that it's freaking pissing down with rain is because um, it's very common in folklore for these mer people to be known as um, water spirits. And they, they reported to bring the rain in Africa and bring like hurricanes and stuff. Well, not that we have many hurricanes, but you know what I mean. But I'm just like, this is so epic because... I'm reporting, well, reporting, I'm making a potty about the, the damn mer people, and now it's pissing down with rain. It's like they know that I'm talking about them, and they're like, hey, yo, we want to get involved in your podcast. So say hi to the local mer people. Every time you hear a thunderbolt, just be like, yeah, that's them. That's them right there in the background. So, okay, anyways, my weird little situation gushes over. <laughs> kind of gave a huge spoiler away. As to what we're doing this week. But I mean this Friday. But anyways. I just thought I need to re record it now. Get it out. And let you guys know. And yes. So let's get straight into the mermaid shall we. Alrighty then. For centuries. Mer people have been the talk of various cultures. The beautiful alluring sirens of the seas. Were known to lure unsuspecting sailors to their imminent deaths. However. While the seven seas were rumoured to be riddled with mermaids, it's uncommon to hear about the fresh water cryptids of this kind. That is, unless you're an African. Let me just say this. Sorry, this is my intro. I never interrupt my intro, but I'm going to interrupt. I am a freaking African and never once in my life, in my life, did I think, I've got a mermaid in my country. You know, I've never thought that. But anyways, sorry, let me get back to the intro. There are countless stories of merfolk in African culture, particularly in the western and southern parts of this continent. But some, 
you will find in the most unsuspecting places imaginable. Now, before we discuss the unsuspecting places of where one would find merfolk, um, let's first talk about what they look like. And this was a really weird thing for me because um, in all of the accounts and the stories that I'm going to tell you about now, we're going to focus particularly on Zimbabwean mermaids as well as South African mermaids. And in both cultures, the people are known to be fair-skinned, which is weird. You know, so I'm not saying they're Caucasian. I'm just saying that they're fair-skinned. So um, this is what all of them look like between Zimbabwe and South Africa. Um, the Mer people are known to have pale skin, black hair, black hair which is generally matted, you know, so it's not like beautiful, luscious, long locks. It's matted, naff black hair. And they have like these weird, devilly red eyes. <laughs> so that's really gross. Um, another thing worth mentioning is that most of the mermaids, yes, have fishtails. However, it has been known for certain people to be reported with serpent tails, so snake tails. So that's quite interesting. Another thing which really just bothered me about this is that there's no mention ever of size of the people of Africa. And that just pisses me off because, I mean, like, yeah, it's all good and well to say they look like a person and they look like a human. But that doesn't mean they're the same size as a human. I mean, there's, have you ever heard of giants? Hello? Or dwarves? You know, like, you get super big people and super little people. So, I don't know. What, what are these mermaids? Are they super big or super little? Someone give me an indication. But anyways, yes, yeah, so that's what they're supposed to look like. Oh, also, another thing worth noting of with regards to their appearance is that the mer people generally okay they generally are women um there's very few accounts of male mer people in africa um but regardless of whether they he she it they's they are always very very beautiful so that is something worth taking special note of so now that we know what they look like let's jump straight into it so our first little story takes us to Zimbabwe, my neighboring country, where we're going to meet someone, someone, something called the Mjuzu. Now that is, um, the, that's what the locals call mermaids, Mjuzu. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Zimbabwe is a landlocked country found north of South Africa. That is why it is particularly interesting that tales of mermaids are stronger than ever in this community. There is literally no ocean around the country whatsoever. But who's to say that mermaids can't be freshwater creatures? Honest to God, I've never, ever, 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 ever in my whole damn life thought of a mermaid as a freshwater creature. Like, how narrow-minded of me. <laughs> I like how I say that. Like, I'm narrow-minded in thinking they can't live in fresh water, yet I truly believe that mermaids exist. Unlike some people who think they don't exist at all. <laughs> So who's the narrow-minded one? But anyways, um, this is actually exactly what the Zimbabwean people believe. The Mjuzu of Zimbabwe are known to be evil water spirits. They are said to plague the people from time to time. The accounts of the Mjuzu vary considerably. Oh, that sounded weird. Considerably. <laughs> I'm saying that funny. In some places, it is believed that they will only attack men. 
Whereas in other areas, anything goes really. So if you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're a child, if you're a dog, I don't know, they're going to get you. The mer people are coming for you, man. However, what's interesting about the Mjuzu is that unlike other mermaids who have become the stuff of legends, their stories are still incredibly prominent in modern Zimbabwe. In 2012, a stunning headline hit the Daily Mail and honestly, it sounded like nothing more than clickbait. Like, I'm going to read this heading to you now and you just, you sit and you chew on that and you tell me that this isn't clickbaity at all. Reason for Zimbabwe Reservoir Delays Mermaids have been hounding workers away. Like, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> that just sounds like someone's asking for you to click on their article. But that was a legitimate title of um, Dan Newling's article released on the 6th of February in 2012. However, the story is far from the fairy tale title it portrays. <laughs> However, the story is far from the fairy tale its title portrays it to be. In the year of 2012, two major reservoirs near, Go near Gokwe and Mutare needed desperate work. As such, a team of locals were quickly assembled and the men got to work. However, they kept noticing that their tools would go missing and certain things they had fixed had been forcibly broken. Furthermore, they noticed that their machinery was being tampered with. Naturally, speculation turned to the people protesting the reservoir's constructions. Perhaps opposing political parties wanted to halt Mugabe's reservoir developments. Who knows? I don't. You know, I'm... Um, <laughs> like, political sabotage wouldn't be a first, you know? I'm just saying. However, things took a turn for the worse when workers began to disappear. A considerable number of men disappeared at an alarming rate. Although concerning, the superiors just thought perhaps the men had lost interest in the job. So yeah, they just kind of like packed and left. Went one, one, two, three, bye-bye, I'm done. That was until bodies began to wash ashore. Like how gruesome is that? It's oh my word. I just got shivers, guys. Soon, the men refused to return to sight claiming to have seen a mermaid dragging their co-workers into the murky abyss. The Water Resources Minister, Samuel Sipepa Nkomo, reported to a parliamentary committee that local workers refused to return to the construction sites on account of being terrified of mermaids. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had to say that to my boss, like, sorry, I'm not coming in today because I'm terrified of mermaids. Sure. I would be laughed out of there so quickly. <laughs> I mean, not that I'd run into mermaids on my computer, you know, but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying maybe I want to work for a day out in Hotterbeersport by the dam there and I get attacked by a mermaid and thus need sympathetic leave. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, oh, I can't even fathom that. Like, what do you think? What the hell were these like officials thinking when this person when Nkomo said that to them? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, brushing off the allegations, another team of foreigners were assembled. And that's important, the foreigner part. Foreigners were assembled and sent to work. However, this was short-lived. In Nkomo's own words, we even hired whites thinking that our boys did not want to work 
but they also returned, saying they would not return to work there again. However, the country could not afford to waste any more time on the development of the reservoirs. As such, workers were sent to the areas accompanied by local military in an attempt to perform a local ritual to appease the disgruntled creatures. According to Minister Nkomo, the only way to solve the problem was to brew traditional beer and carry out the traditional ceremonies. <laughs> I'm battling so hard with this this piece. Oh my word. Oh, like a minister of the government is saying I need to brew traditional beer for cryptids and put it in the dam for them. <laughs> but I think it's it's very fascinating to me. Um, so I have heard accounts of Minister Nkomo not actually believing it, but he, he believed the only way to get the workers back to work was to appease them and to appease their minds with the thought of the um, traditional ceremonies being carried out. So that's why he did them. Maybe he's a believer. I don't know. I'm not here to throw shade at anybody. I'm just saying it. <laughs> it sounds bizarre to me but but i love it it sounds bizarrely amazing so apparently the mer people of zimbabwe have a real taste for local brew thus a gift of beer is known to be a good offering to these spirits after this was performed the men continued to work in the areas and the reservoirs were finally completed so yeah there's actually there's no mention of what happens after they've done the traditional ceremonies with the mermaids but from what it sounds like, they were happy, happy days. The little mer people were all cool. But <laughs> what the hell is a mermaid going to do with beer? Like, come on. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but anyways, this there were there was um, there was quite a an interesting conspiracy theory that came out about this particular case. Um, in which people claimed that it was the government actually making the workers scared by spreading rumors of the mer people. Um, I don't know why they would do that. You know, weirder things have been done. Maybe they wanted to get independent contractors out and that would have looked bad on them. I'm not sure, but... <laughs> well, I can picture Robert Mugabe running around dressed up like a mermaid. <laughs> Trying to scare people. Oh my word. Okay, I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. I'm being a dick. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to laugh because people did die. And that's not funny. Like, shame. That's really bad. But would you picture Robin Mugabe in a fishtail? Like <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I can't. Anyways. However, this was far from the end of the modern mermaid encounters in Zimbabwe. In 2017, the mermaid of Gokwe Dam would claim two more victims, far younger than the workers she had preyed on five years earlier. Three boys were out one afternoon in February 2019. Two of the boys were said to be in Form 1 and Form 2. So from when I was at school, Form 1 is Grade 8, um, and Form 2 is obviously Grade 9. So... The boys were said to be herding cattle when they happened upon the dam. Two of the boys saw what looked to be a huge, 
brilliantly shimmering fish in the shore's water. <laughs> in the shore waters. Without hesitation, the boys jumped into the dam to try and catch the fish. However, this is where they realized they had made a fatal error. The fish turned out to be a mermaid. Suddenly, the creature dragged the boys below the water. But quickly, the creature threw their bodies back onto the shore. The remaining boy was alarmed by this and quickly ran to fetch the elders from, the, from a nearby village. And I just need to make a mention of this village's name. It's actually really cool. It's called Village 7. That's it. Point case done. Bah. Point, point 7. <laughs> village 7. A few elders, including the two boys' parents, arrived on the scene. The boys were alive. However, the sight of their limp bodies was too much for their parents as they began to wail. Suddenly, the mermaid reappeared, dragging the limp but still alive bodies of the boys back under. She then proceeded to drown the boys and flung their now dead corpses back towards the onlookers. Like that is, that's quite something guys. Yo, imagine that. I can't even, I can't even begin to picture that, like how gruesome that must be. Um, but anyways, I'm going to explain to you why she did this. Because it's quite a dick move. But anyways, you see, a huge rule in mermaid law in Zimbabwe is that you should not mourn nor show any emotion to the abducted. So to explain that, if your child or loved one is taken by a mermaid, you cannot cry. If you do not express emotion, they will be returned to you unharmed. However, if you do cry, the mermaid will return to kill their victim. So basically, if I was in Zimbabwe, I would be screwed. <laughs> because I am the most emotional being on this planet. I mean, just ask my husband. I cried adverts. I cry in black kids movies. I, I cry at anything. Like last night, sorry, a little side note. Last night, we we're a bit late to the party, but we finally watched the end of Big Bang Theory. And I just sat there and I was absolutely, I was basically shell-shocked that my series is finally over. Like, I couldn't believe it. And Ray, it was so funny, he was alarmed because I wasn't crying. Because <laughs> he's so used to me just like snorting, throwing and everywhere and me being like, <laughs> and then I was, I was actually just in disbelief that Big Bang was finally over. I was just like, what happened? But yes, so. I'm an incredibly emotional person. So therefore, if a mermaid stole someone who I loved, they would basically, I would sign their death warrant. <laughs> In short, because they'd get back to shore and I'd be like, Oh my God, I thought you were dead. Yeah, <laughs> and then the mermaid would just come back and take them and drown them. <laughs> so I, I don't know, how are you supposed to handle this? Like, do you go back to your house and cry in your house do you get away from the shore like what is the distance what is the safe crying distance from <laughs> from a mermaid dam i don't know like i need to know these things guys <coughs> anyways after the um the boys deaths the people of the village quickly made arrangements to appease the mermaid to ensure this would not happen again um, so basically, they just wanted to ensure that this wouldn't happen to any other young people um, in the tribe, in the village, in the area. 
Thus, they slaughtered an animal. Usually the animal chosen for slaughter is a goat. The locals will then, so this is one of the ceremonies to appease a mermaid. You kill an animal, you kill a goat generally, and then you need to eat the goat. And the very bizarre yet interesting part of this ritual is that you have to eat the meat with no salt. Like that is a key point in this ritual to appease a mermaid is basically you got to say, oh, sorry, mermaid, I don't know why I pissed you off and I don't know why I'm saying sorry since you're the one that killed people. But look at me, I'm not even enjoying my food. Mm. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. But apparently it worked. So there's been no other um, mermaid attacks at Gokwe Dam recently. But anyways, um, another thing worth mentioning is that mer people are said to travel via travel travel. people are said to travel via whirlwinds. So this is part of um, Zimbabwean folklore still. Um, children are warned to never run into the middle of a whirlwind or they will be abducted by the mer person. So yeah, that's that's quite interesting for me. Um, because I was watching a documentary on this actually the other day, a local guy um, went to go try and find a mermaid. And... One of the, the main things that uh, the locals kept saying was the whirlwinds, the whirlwinds, the whirlwinds. So apparently that's like a huge belief of theirs. So if you're in Zimbabwe and you see a whirlwind, stay the fork away from it. Easy. <laughs> but anyways, that is Zimbabwean mer people done. Now we get into the interesting part, which is South Africa. Um. So I actually um, struggled quite a bit to find the name of our mermaid, like what we call them or refer to them as. Because in some articles, I saw that they were referred to as um, Mamlambo. And I know that that's wrong because Mamlambo is another kind of cryptid that we will be doing in a few weeks. Where are you? I'm just looking at my cryptid chart now. Hmm. Yeah, so in two months' time, we're going to be doing the mum lumbo. That's why I was like, dude, are you ahead of yourself now? But no, I'm not. Those articles were just grossly wrong. So the common name um, for mermaids amidst South African people is Kaimen. So spelt like K-A... Mm. Sorry, I'm thinking in Afrikaans. I want to say K-R-R-E. So... You spell Kaiman as K-A-A-I-M-E-N. And it is suggested that this name comes from... Um, uh, where, what? The name for that like crocodile thing, the Cayman crocodile. So, yeah, it's suspected that it's a it comes from the derivative of that word. However, the South African mermaid has through the course of various accounts, gotten its name mixed up with the Mamlambo. The Mamlambo is a great water snake, which we will be covering at a later stage of this potty, but for now, we will be focusing on the mermaid of the Karoo. So basically, everything I just said to you <laughs> in a written form in my note. <coughs> so, upon hearing about this cryptid for the first time, I honestly thought that it was a lot of hokum. Like, 
just being completely blank and actually honest with you, I was like, that's horseshit, man. Because if you are a local Safa like I am, and that is an actual term, a Safa, South African local, um, then you know that the Karoo is the least likely bloody place alive you'll ever find a mermaid. Like if I said to you, any South African, oh, there's a mermaid by the Karoo, they're going to be like, hmm. What happened to you when you were a child girl? There's, <laughs> eh, there's no such thing. But apparently we are grossly mistaken for this. So anyways, the reason why you wouldn't believe there are mermaids in the Karoo is because um, this is due to the fact that the Karoo is classified as a Sebi desert. Yep. The scorched stretch of, the scorched stretch of land is as dry as the bloody bone. Hence, I'm sure you can understand my skepticism of this account of a mermaid. Honestly, like, I'm just putting this bluntly, guys. I keep fascinating over this because I just can't believe that a mermaid is in the crew. But anyways, when I heard that you find mermaids in the in the crew, it made about as much sense to me as someone asking me how many tires I want in my coffee. Like, just think about that for a, for, for a second. It makes no sense at all. That's how much sense a mermaid in the Karoo makes. But, apparently, I was horribly mistaken and know very little about my country. Because, little beknownst to me, the Karoo was actually covered by the ocean some 250 million years ago. As such... When the lands formed and the ocean receded, magnificent rock pools were left amidst the arid desert. A particularly beautiful collection of pools can be found in the Klein Karoo. Klein means small, so little. In the Klein Karoo. And this is where the beautiful water being can be found. The first Western documentation of this water deity came from, came from one Mr. D. Ballet from Molens Rafir. He recorded a story told to him by an elder, elderly bushman. The bushman recalled a tale of the fiendish spirits which live beneath the waters of Esiljachspoort. I, I was saying this so nicely when I was practicing. Esiljachspoort. Okay, I'm just going to call it anyways. It's that damn Esiljachspoort which is found in Oetsweren. The spirit was believed to be a shapeshifter taking the form of a beautiful woman or an animal. The spirit would entice people to come towards it. Once the victim was close enough, the mermaid would grab the human and drag them to their watery grave. So this, when I first heard this, I thought that it was very similar to a Kelpie. So the Kelpies of Scotland. And we're going to be doing those guys too quite soon. So I'm very excited. Actually, the Kelpies are next. Next week. <laughs> Look at that. But anyways... The woman could be seen sitting on the rocks by the pools, combing her long black hair. So apparently, unlike the Zimbabwean mermaids, our mermaid at least has nice hair. Because <laughs> she combs it. She was said to have remarkably bright blue eyes, which would beckon almost anyone to her. However, although the first account written down from pen to paper happened in 1875, her story stems from way back. 
way back to the ancestors of the elderly Bushmen even. In a cave near the pools of the mermaid lie a series of rock paintings pivotal to her authenticity. For, on these walls, you can find a series of cave paintings left by the Khoisan. Now, if you don't know who the Khoisan are, they are the indigenous people of South Africa, the oldest people that we have in South Africa. In the images, you can see a series of creatures with, with a human torso and a fish-like tail. A few of the characters are seen to be holding a number of different things. One holds a bow-like thing above its head. Another holds a small hand tool between both its hands. And the third seems to be holding a spear in one arm. The reason these objects are important is because they put certain skeptical theories to bed. You see, some people tend to believe that these drawings actually represent swallow birds. The swallow was another type of entity believed to bring rain to the lands of Africa. People mused that perhaps the Khoi had drawn an interpretation of certain rituals carried out by the Sangoma of the tribe. Now, I know Sangoma isn't Khoi language, but it's Zulu for a medicine man, and I just thought it sounded the most authentic. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so that's what they thought it was. However, there are two key things which put this point to rest. Firstly, the Khoi were known to be a very literal people. They have never been known to leave art depicting interpretations. So to tell me that this is interpretation, what, what, dance of a swallow bird thing by the medicine man, not segment. That's rubbish. Secondly, the fact that the mer people are holding things proves that their upper limbs, um, their upper limbs are actually arms and not wings. Another interesting thing that I thought of, well, not me by myself. I mean, like I'm sure other people have thought of this before, but the fact that they're holding things shows that maybe um, these mer people were actually like advanced to the stage of having tools and having spears. Maybe they were fighting the Khoisan. Like who knows? It's quite interesting to think about it. A clairvoyance in the area, in the area of, um, where are we in the Karoo? Um, was said to have connected to the mermaid's spirit and asked her for her name. Apparently, the spirit said her name is Eporia. However, she goes by a variety of other names in these parts, one of which I am particularly fond of. So, um, another nickname for the mermaid of the Karoo is the Water Auntie. Now, to non-South Africans or non-anybody who's not Abby, you guys are probably like, what the hell, like, water auntie, that just sounds doof. So, guys, in South Africa, we, we have a very, very vibrant culture and a lot of very vibrant, exuberant people and very expressive people. And so, water auntie, <laughs> it just, oh, it struck such a chord with me because um, uh, one of the big... Uh, theories about the the water auntie or the mermaid in the Karoo is that she was um, kind of like a forewarning to children to warn them not to go play by the rock pools. So that was just, um, it was speculated that that was started by parents who were scared that their kids were going to drown and, you know, rightfully so. But <laughs> I can just picture them telling their kids about the water auntie because, oh, my word, and I'm pretty sure it would more than likely go something like this. Ooh, 
lied to you, mustn't go there by the rock pools. Otherwise, the water auntie's going to get you. <laughs> and the first time I read the water auntie, I just couldn't unread it or unsee it or unhear that. But anyways, yes. That's basically what I hear every time I read water auntie. I'm just like the water auntie. Mm, water auntie's going to get you. Mm, lighty. Mm. <laughs> anyways. Um... So something interesting to mention about the water aunties of Africa <laughs> is that they they were often believed to be spirits, not actual physical beings. Um, so they were kind of like demonic entities in the water in Zimbabwe and South Africa. But anyways, this water auntie seems to be pretty legit. So I thought the stories of mermaids in South Africa were a thing of the past. However, in 2016, a terrifying encounter took place in the Mabopane in the Mabopane Dam, just north of Pretoria. Like, guys, that's so close to where I live. Not really. I mean, like, it's uh, probably like an hour. But still, I mean, like, I could go see these things. Anyways, according to an article published by the Record North, a young boy named Mpon Shongwe, Mpo Shongwe, fell victim to the beautiful lady of the water. In April 2016, Shongwe and a few friends were out by the dam when they suddenly saw a beautiful woman swimming in the water. She beckoned them to come towards her. As they drew closer, they began to notice that she was, in fact, not a human woman at all. Rather, where her legs should have been, they saw a fish tail taking shape. Suddenly, when one of the boys made this known to his comrades, she launched towards them. The children ran in fear. However, Shongwe was not so lucky. The Mamogashwa, Mamogashwa, the Mamogashwa managed to grab the boy and drag him into the water. The other children raced to their elders, telling them the horrifying tale. When the people went to investigate, they found the 15-year-old Shongwe's body lying limp and lifeless, a few feet away from the dam. Apparently, Shongwe wasn't the first to be claimed by the mermaid. According to a local woman, Elsie and Klapo, three people that I am aware of, two kids and an adult, were killed at the dam, but the police have refused to go near the dam. So apparently, the policemen in, in this area are just terrified of this thing, and they refuse to go there and investigate. But guys... I'm like super duper keen to go and find this thing. Like I had no idea there's a mermaid waiting for me in Pretoria. Like that's so cool. I was honestly thinking because what I want to do ultimately obviously is start a YouTube channel where I go around looking for these cool things and finding them. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. But anyways, like, and I was like, how am I going to get to the Karoo? The Karoo is so bloody far away and it's so hot. Oh my God. But Pretoria is fine. That's close. And I really wanted to go to Zimbabwe because, like I said, apparently by Lake Kariba, I'm sure I said that, but Lake Kariba is the hotspot for mermaids in Zimbabwe. And that's mad because I've always wanted to. So in Lake Kariba, you can rent a houseboat and just cruise around for like a week or whatever, however you long rent the boat for. And I've always wanted to do that. And now that there's mermaids, I super duper ooper want to do that. Like, what the hell? But anyway, so yeah, those are the two accounts that I've got of South African mermaids. But oh, another thing to mention is that mermaid law goes back hundreds of years. 
maybe even thousands, hey, I don't know. But in Zimbabwe, the law of mermaids is known to be around for centuries. So that's really, really, really cool. Anyways, the next thing we're going to talk about isn't particularly a mermaid, but it is something I really want to chat about just because I love this area and this place and the whole thought of what I'm about to tell you. But um, like I said, the mermaid folklore is common in Western Africa and Southern Africa. And a particular place in Western Africa that I want to touch on is the country of Benin. So Benin, specifically Guida, the city of Guida, is the birthplace of voodoo, the known birthplace of voodoo. So yeah, New Orleans, you got your voodoo from us mm, here. Another cool thing about Benin is that it's got, um, basically it's known as the Venice of Africa. I forgot the name of the city, but anyways, um, it's this it's this, this series of islands that were made up by people which are floating islands, so exactly like Venice, but just a lot more shanty town looking, like it doesn't look beautiful and old like, like Venice. But anyways, why I wanted to talk about Benin is because um, they have a good voodoo spirit that they follow. So now in voodoo, you get good and bad spirits. And one of their good spirits, who is the leader of the aquatic spirits that you can follow, is known as Mamiwata. And, oh man, I'm just so stoked. I think I might actually do a whole episode on Mamiwata. Um, just touching on her in voodoo culture as well as in like um, other places where Africans were relocated to, like New Orleans and stuff. But anyways, yeah, so Mamiwata is the good voodoo spirit. And she is also a shapeshifter. So she, unlike the South, uh, the Southern African mermaids, Mamiwata is an African woman. Um, and when she takes shape or when she comes to land, she can walk in human form, but she's never a human. Something that's always with Mamiwata is a, is a large snake. And a depicting thing of Mamiwata is the snake will rest between her boobs. <laughs> So it will just like chill with its head between uh, between her boobs. And so um, in the waters, she is a mermaid. And this is also where the serpent tail comes from. So Mamiwata can either have a fish tail or a serpent tail. Um, and yeah, she's one of the most prominent water deities in Benin Voodoo. So that's really, really freaking cool. So people in Benin do also have a mermaid. And the name of what they call their mermaid isn't Mamiwata, but it's Mawulisu. So, yeah. Just goes to show we got mermaids all over Africa. Who freaking knew? Because I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, now we get to that exciting section called What Are They? So, okay, guys, when it comes to mermaids, it's, uh, there's not much of a muchness of what they can be is there but anyways a lot of people did um assume particularly in zimbabwe that people were mistaking the mjuzu for a crocodile now i get this to an extent i mean like yes crocodiles do have front arms and stuff but they don't have hair <laughs> and they don't have a fish tail that's for damn sure 
But okay, it's not so far-fetched to believe that people were dragged under by a crocodile. However, the thing is with um, the mjuzu or with any mermaids, you find the bodies. The bodies get washed back up. That's why the crocodile thing just doesn't fly with me. Because I don't know if you know this, but this is quite interesting. I wasn't today years old when I learned this. There's actually no I was today years old in here. Oh. Okay, let's say I was today years old when I learned about Mami Wata. Because she's cool. <laughs> Anyways. um, One of the, the, the biggest scams of death. Like to get your... um, What's it called? Your life insurance. So the biggest life insurance scam is death by a crocodile. Because when a croc eats you, there's nothing left. So a lot of people come out. They go on safari. Air quotes. And then they mysterious, not mysteriously, they get eaten by a crocodile and their family vouches for it. They get a lacquer payout and then bish bash bosh, there you go, you rich. But yeah, so that's why I just can't believe that mermaids are crocodiles. Because you wouldn't get anybody back. You wouldn't get any nothing back. You wouldn't even get a tooth back. You get nothing. So, <laughs> hmm. no, it's not a crocodile. So, what does Abby think mermaids are? Uh, wh what do you think I think they are? Like Queen Cryptid over here. <laughs> I do truly believe that mermaids are a being. Um, I don't know if they maybe split from humans in the genome of development and went back to the water like the whales. Remember in the Trunko episode we, we talked about the, the land whale? Which was the first whale ever. And it looked like a weird big rat. But I don't know. I do truly believe that mer people exist. Because like I've said before. Again in the Trunko episode. I'll, I keep going back to Trunko. But anyways. The ocean is such a big thing. It is huge. Like what did I say? It was like 90. We've discovered 5% of the ocean. So we have. We don't know what's down there. We don't know what's there. So who's to say that there isn't these things, you know? Who am I to say that they're not real? I don't know. But yes. So I believe they're real. I believe they're a cryptid. I don't believe they're an alien at all. Um, definitely don't believe they're a crocodile. But anyways. Yeah. So that's that's that. Um. Yeah. So we have reached the end of the mermaid section. I hope you guys loved it because I freaking loved it. <laughs> I was so excited. I think I actually delivered this podcast quite badly just because I was so excited that I was like falling over my my words and my content and I just like I wanted to get it out in the storm. So <laughs> but anyways, it's out there and I can always revisit it at a later time. You know, if fates allow. But anyways, so yeah, guys, that was the the Kaiman of South Africa, the the Mjuzu of Zimbabwe, the Mama Mamiwata of Benin, and that's Abby with Meet My Monsters. So yeah, if you guys want to stay in touch with me, get a hold of me on Instagram, and that is Meet underscore My underscore Monsters. Um, drop me a line on Twitter, which is at Meet Monsters. Um. Go through to my Facebook page, which is just facebook.com forward slash Meet My Monsters Podcast, or you can go to my website. 
I've also just launched um, a Gmail account. So if you want to drop me a Gmail, just talk to me, say, hi, howdy, hi, how's it, what's up? Then you can send me an email at meetmymonsterspoddy, that's P-O-D-D-Y, at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, I hope that you are having a smashing Friday and that you're ready for the weekend ahead. And I can't wait to chat to y'all later. So, bye. <laughs>